Shop Talk podcast brought to you by 124Go. I'm your proud co-host, Chris Suleme, and today I'm sitting with my great friend, Mr. Surprise, surprise, it's John Palmieri. That's <laughs> 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 we're expecting that. Absolutely. And we have a great uh, topic for you today, and we don't have a guest. We've decided to be guests on our own podcast today. What are you talking about? Um, we are the guests. We're the guests. We're the, We're the guests, guests today. Yep. But, um, you know, two uh, old guys in the industry who, you know, love to spend time with hairdressers and are hairdressers. And, you know, we see a lot of stuff, John, as we work with uh, both in our salons, um, right. the salons that we work in, the Salon 124 group in Atlanta, as well as, you know, working with uh, the people in those salons and, and people outside of the salons. And, you know, we were kicking around you know we've done a lot of interviews lately with a lot right. of great people um but you know we had some things that we've seen and some common themes that continue to come about that we thought maybe we could um share a little bit of the insight that we've learned from you know from kind yeah. of watching and listening to other people yeah i mean i know we i mean we've got like 25 26 27 somewhere in their podcast in the tank now um, and it's been a great experience I know you and I have both kind of learned a lot but as we were talking before we started this podcast this morning I think one of the things is we you know we, we kind of come across some reoccurring themes right um, it's like oh this shows up again oh you know what it just showed up again and um, so we're gonna spend some time on that kind of reoccurring theme that um, have kind of popped up in our podcast as of late mm -hmm. and um, uh, you know, I kind of want to reflect on on that a little bit this morning. Yeah, awesome. And so um, to sort of set a little bit of the stage, and then I'll kick it over, and you can sort of guide and direct how we're going to start this thing out. I, you know, I guess what what I want to say is both, you know, you and I have been in the industry collectively for at least over sixty years now together, God, um, really? and uh, having right, yeah. <laughs> having completely different experiences, but mm -hmm. you know, over that amount of time it ends up that the themes that reoccur reoccur because, you know, there's some common challenges that come along with being a hairstylist. Um, and at the same time, there's some real common challenges that come along with being a human being. Yeah. In, in the end, we're just, you know, no matter what industry, we're all people, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, and as we strive for kind of to, you know, to achieve more goals and to get more success or whatever, um, there's some real common, you know, roadblocks that people can run up against. And so um, we want to we want to break some of those roadblocks down and just start to address those and, you know, hopefully share a little something that you can take home as the listener and, you know, use at your personal chair in your salon um, to help you, you know, trudge through uh, this road of happy destiny that we're on. So, uh, John, how you want to how you want to start us out? You know, I think one of the things, you know, that we get to do is we get you know, one of the great things about being a hairdresser is we get to talk to a lot of different people, right? And I think in our, both of our roles now within our companies, um, we still get to do that. Maybe not customers per se, but we have internal customers now, right? The stylist and staff and team that we get to work with, you know, the luxury, and I mean that sincerely, um, of the people we get to work with every day. And, you know, we have these conversations and, you know, the same thing, <clears throat> some of the same things kind of pop up, which is the struggle of, doing more right yeah because i think you know our industry has placed a lot of emphasis on doing more doing more doing more yeah and we're kind of exposed to that now on instagram and we're exposed to that in social media in lots of different ways and you know even all the podcasts that we may, may be listening to do more do more and i think for some folks doing more is just man it's just too much right and i know you've had some great conversations over the last couple of days and i want to kind of dig into those a little bit so um, you did a presentation the other day at one yeah. of our locations and yeah you, and you got some feedback you got some questions from some of the team you worked with so let's let's talk about those first yeah um, so kind of share with us you know those conversations you were able to have well um i want to set it up even a little bit you know more than that because the location we were at was our sugarloaf location which was which is one of our higher performing locations right. it's the salon that i get to work in occasionally when i get to do clients uh which isn't as often uh, as I wish, but it, it is, you know, and that's where I'm at. And I look around at this group of people and to be quite honest, we had scheduled this class 
um, that I, you know, that I had sort of put my hand up and said, you know, I want to spend a little time with this group. Um, and the morning that, you know, the couple of days before I was really thinking about it, you know, and I got a little scared because <laughs> this is a high performing group of people. And right. I was like, what am I going to be able to share with them? That's going to help move them forward. Mm -hmm. Um, and the only answer that I could come up with, even though I have all this material, right. And right. this experience, the only answer that I could come up with in my brain was I have nothing to share with them. That's going to help them. Mm -hmm. And so I was, you know, a bit fearful walking in. And I think that's a, I think that's an emotion that we can all connect to when we're, when we're thinking about moving the needle forward. And when we're thinking about, you know, progress, um, <clears throat> And so, you know, I, I walked, I, I didn't walk in with fear that morning because what that led me to do was make some preparations and make some changes and kind of get there um, for that group. And, you know, it's, and I shared it with them openly during the kind of layout of the, of, of us having the conversation mm -hmm. because I wanted to see if there were other people in the room that have those same feelings. And it's, it's so funny because I know as a person, as a human, we all have some of that. Right. Um, yet I can get so stuck and I'm saying I, as all of us, right? Like I can get so stuck in my own fear that I forget that everybody's having the same experience. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so, uh, I openly shared it just to say, you know, I, I'm really hoping that I can add some value here because we took time off your books Mm -hmm. And, you know, you all came in to sit here and do this. And I walked in with the same feelings that somebody else walks in with, you know, moving the needle forward. And so that, that led us to a conversation from a few people that I watch uh -huh. be very productive on a daily basis, you know, very productive as, yeah. as hair, hairdressers. Um, and as, you know, I started to share a little bit about, progress and just kind of what's possible. That was really the conversation we were having. It's just, you know, I know that wherever you're at, like as the listener, you're either just getting started. You may have been behind the chair for a while and maybe you're finding yourself in a little bit of a rut or a plateau, or maybe you're killing it. Right. And, you know, I know when I'm killing it, sometimes my ears aren't as open mm -hmm. because I'm like, well, you know, what, what do I need to learn? I'm like a rock star right now. And, and that was, you know, that was the fear that I had walking into that. And it was interesting because these people that are achieving, you know, or at least getting close to what I consider rock star status as a hairdresser behind the chair, right. Um, being tongue in cheek, but you know, um, there's something inside of every one of us that wants to do a little bit better. And, and, that has been ringing in my ears since we interviewed uh, Jenna uh, Talzma a few months ago, one of, you know, the Sugarloaf manager, actually, mm -hmm. because she kind of shared about a time that she went through her mm -hmm. career where she really wasn't given much effort. Mm -hmm. And then something awoke in her where she was like, you know what? I don't want to be what mediocre, whatever that is. Right. And then, you know, and then she took a whole new set of actions with a whole new attitude and like got better. And so as I was setting that up, a couple of people raised their hands and it was like, I'm stuck. Right. Like I'm stuck. I think one and, of the things that stuck out to me is you actually, you know, <laughs> confided in with you. It was like, Chris, I can't do anymore. Yeah. I, I just, I just can't. Yeah. I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. And, you know, to your point, there there's a basic set of skills that we all have to learn to, to, do, a, to do this as a career, right? right. And, and, you know, have some element of, I'll, I'll, if, instead of success, I'm going to use the term stability, mm -hmm. you know, like stability in, you know, in our life. Mm -hmm. um, and we all know what those pieces are. You got to learn to get clients. You got to learn to do services behind your chair. You got to master those skills. And once you got that, you got that. Mm -hmm. The thing that differentiates every level of progress, because I think the culture of hairdressers has set a standard, a medium standard mm -hmm. that if you get here, this is, pre this is pretty good. And, and there's also like, this is pretty much it. 
right? Well, I think, yeah, and I think it almost creates a, a competition with our in our industry of expectation, right? Now, it used to be, you know, could you do $100,000 behind the chair? And you and I have had experiences lately where we, you know, got to meet and talk to people who are doing $250,000 behind the chair, yeah. $500,000 behind the yeah. chair. You know, we've even, you know, we haven't got the podcast with them yet, but we know of somebody who's doing a million dollars behind the chair. Yeah. And I think for some folks, you can see that and now feel less than, right? I, I'm not that person. And you know what? In my head, I'm never going to get there. You know, I, I don't want to use this word out loud, but I guess I'm going to have to. Am I a failure? And I think that weighs heavy on for, for a lot of folks, right? Because with social media now, and it's and it's not just that with hairdressing, it's with everything, right? You see yeah. the kids you grew up, went to high school with and they got, you know, the 5,000 square foot house in the pool in the backyard. You know, yeah. I'm a failure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think for as close-knit of a community as we are, I think for a lot of folks, we, we compare ourselves to others. You know, we build expectations on that. Of course, we we put those people on a platform too. Right. And say, hey, look what this person did. A hundred percent. And it's funny because that's exactly where the conversation went. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just dangle those carrots of the 250, the half million, the right. million. We're dangling those carrots because we, we want people to know that, look, if it's inside of you and you decide that that's for you, mm -hmm. it's attainable by somebody who's another living, breathing human being that right. has the same set of skills that you have. And the only difference was they used the strategies that we learn at our chair and the, the actions that we do at our chair um, of, of selling services and, you know, home hair care and referral. They use those actions a little savvier, I'm going to say. Yeah. Right. And they refine them over time to a way that, you know, it's only math and we're not going to do that math on this podcast, mm -hmm. but they refine those activities in such a way where they're able to do more with less. And so mm -hmm. one of the things that we shared, you know, with the group the other day when we were setting the stage for the conversation was, look, it's our thinking and our actions. And everybody knows this, by the way, just, right. You're, nobody's learning anything new right now, but it's our thinking and our actions that give us our outcomes, right? And in the shop talk book, I call that believing, behave, become, right? Believe, behave, become. The more I, whatever I believe, that's how I behave. However I behave, that's what I become. That, that gives me my outcomes. Right. And the thing is, is that 90% of our actions really have 10% of the impact in our life. And, and I illustrated that the other day with one of our, you know, I don't want to embarrass anybody right now, but you know, one of the, one of the people in our, that location happens to be, you know, really in shape. Uh, she's in better shape than the rest of us. <laughs> and, you know, we were kidding and I was like, stand up and show everybody your bicep. And you know, everybody laughed and she did it and laughed. Yeah. Um, and then I asked how, you know, how many hours a week do you go to the gym? And her answer was three. Mm -hmm. So, um, now, John, you, you're you're way better math person than me. So, you know, how many hours are in a week? Well, seven times 24. So I don't know what that is off the top of my head, but it's a lot. Yeah, right. And yet, you know, uh, she was getting all of her results in three of those a lot of hours in a week. Right. Right. And so when you, to illustrate the point, it's like to get a better result, I only have to change just a little bit. Right. Almost the rest of all the other stuff that I like to do, I can still do all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. If I just, and you know, I like to call it add in mm -hmm. some new ideas and right. add in some new behaviors. And on the flip side of that, when you, when you flip that around, mm -hmm. you realize that I only have to change 10% of, you know, or add six to 10% more actions and have 90% more impact. Right. And that's the, you know, and that's the thing that the Jill Cravens of the world and the, you know, the people that we talked about, um, they just make little changes in their idea set mm -hmm. 
and little changes in their um, actions mm-hmm. that bring them a massively different result. Right. So, you know, let's kind of kind of circle back to the conversations you got to have the other day. You know, one of those conversations was, you know, hey, you know, sometimes it just seems like it's all about the numbers, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm doing the, the most I can right now. Yeah. I can't, I can't do any more. Yeah. I just, I don't see any way around that. And it's kind of making me feel a certain way about life. Right? Yeah. Um, because I just, and, and the other thing is, I don't even know if I want to do more. Yeah. To be honest, right. Um, and if that's all we're focusing on, or if that's the culture of who and what we are, it makes me kind of feel like I don't fit or I don't belong or, you know, I, I'm just not feeling my happy self. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I, you know, I think we, we talk about, you know, how our thoughts determine our actions, but I'd like to talk a little bit more about, you know, it's not just the thoughts and your actions around doing more with less, but where am I going with my career? What do I want to do? Mm-hmm. What do I want it to look like? You know, mm-hmm. because maybe money's not a driver for me, right? Maybe mm-hmm. a half a million dollars is not a goal I want. Mm-hmm. Right? And I've got other goals. Maybe it's spending mm-hmm. more time with my family. Maybe it's having, you know, my second or third child. You know, maybe it's, hey, I just want to get on a boat and cruise the Bahamas, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. I've got different. I've got different goals that seem to, uh, to lie outside of what the rest of the industry is telling me. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that's a that's a really important um, thing. And so, in you know, the other day, the content that we were co- conversing around was shop talk, right? Sure. We you know we call everything you know as it relates to this, you know. We, we call it shop talk because we, you know, we think this is all of the things that you just talked about get discussed inside of a salon. Right. Um, and the, you know, and the, I think the, the main thing that inside of that book, there's this idea that, you know, in 2012, I named the few and the many, which I, I'm, I'm not as thrilled with those, those, that naming anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I think it describes a mindset that I get in when I'm in a rut. Yeah. Right. And that, and that's the group in the book called the many. And all that means is the average, right? Like the, you know, the, the run of the mill or, you know, and I, we get stuck in that mindset a lot. And the, the main point that I want to point out, um, is that when I'm in that mindset, I believe I've leveled off. Yeah. That's the main thing of all the other crap because I don't want to do things when I'm in that mindset. I don't, I don't really want to go get more clients. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do more services. I don't want to have more goals. I don't want to sell anything. You know, all I want to do is like enjoy my life. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is, is that's what we all need to do is enjoy our life. Right. Right. So when, when we talk about goals, I think we're getting clearer and clearer and clearer on what are your goals. Right. And, Go ahead. And I think, you know, it's one of the, that's one of the tools that, you know, I like to talk with our managers about, right? When we're setting goals, it can't be just, well, I want my average ticket to be this. I want my referrals to be that. My new client retention needs to be this. Because those can be really hollow really fast, right? Yeah. Um, what I think is really important, I know you agree with this. What I think is really important is goals have to reflect what you want out of your life right? In other words, if my goal is to have a second child, then how does average ticket new client retention referrals get me that? If my goal is I want to spend four weeks out of the year cruising the Bahamas, then how does my average ticket, how does my client count help me get there? Um, You know, if I just want to work three days a week and spend the other four doing whatever brings me joy, you know, um, Maybe it's, I just want to be really, really good at um, a particular service and get known for that. Maybe I want to do, you know, since I've been taking pictures for Instagram, I want to get really good at photography. But Mm -hmm. goals that we set do not have a connection to our life, then they get real hollow real fast. Amen. 
And I think that's where we get stuck is, well, my staff won't do this, or my staff won't do that, or I can't do this, or I can't do that. Well, what does it connect to? What is the thing that's really important to you that achieving these goals is going to help you get? Because otherwise, in my mind, it's, it's hollow. It's pointless. No, it's pointless. pointless. Exactly. And, and of course, I'm going to get frustrated because I'm doing something that has- That I don't really want to do. I don't really want to do. It has no connection with my life. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and, and, and with that said, like, totally agree. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and so I think, I think that's where a lot of people end up, actually. Yeah. And then it becomes work. Right. Right. And that's, and that's no fun. And that's no fun. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like I've leveled off because truthfully, I don't want to do anymore. And I don't yeah. want to do anymore because this really doesn't, you know, this, this has now become just a way for me to get money and go home. Right. And I'd rather go home. Totally. And I'd rather go home. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> if I didn't need to eat, I wouldn't be here today. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, and, I'm going to do just enough to pay my rent and eat. Amen. Cause amen. Because it, it brings me no joy anymore. Today, my goal is 7 p.m. Right. 7, 7 p.m. can't come fast enough today because I get to get the hell out of here. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, that's a tough spot to do a long-term career. Yeah. You know, that's a tough spot, which is why we're so interested in goals, this type of goal setting. Yeah. The, you know, the understanding of connecting to look, here's the deal. You yeah. haven't leveled off. Mm -hmm. You just haven't. Um, you just have, the, you just have a wrong set of goals. You have an old set of goals that are sticking in your head that you're trying to achieve that you're already probably passed. Yeah. Um, you passed it once you did it. You said, great. I rung the bell. You know, nothing happened. And now I'm going to, well, what do I do now? Yeah. Well, and then you go into autopilot. And by the way, a career behind the chair, we were just talking about this before the thing, mm -hmm. a career behind the chair has some autopilot years. Oh yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, and that, that might look different for other people. Your, your resting mm -hmm. autopilot might be a higher level or a lower level than somebody else. Yeah. But we all, we all have it. And what we want to ignite in this conversation is the fact that, look, if you feel this way mm -hmm. and you're really not happy with that, mm -hmm. then we know that there's a glass ceiling that you haven't taken off yet. Right. Um, and, you know, then there's, and so to kind of lead in the, Back to ideas, beliefs, right. you know, behaviors. Um, there's another group of people. And by the way, you know, we're, we're shouting out the Jill Cravens, but I mean, you know, we've got people inside of our company, Katie Cobb, right. um, you know, T Taylor. I don't, I don't want to start to, because there's so many of them, mm -hmm. but, you know, um, Michael, who's, you know, just a haircutter, uh, ju not just a haircutter, he only cuts hair right. and keeps up with the colorists, right. you know, as, as it relates to totals and, and you know, retail sales and growth. So, I mean, you know, we have some extraordinary people that are doing extraordinary stuff. Mm -hmm. and, um, and when you talk with those people, the key idea that they have is that they still have room to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, that there's that even though they're the, at the highest level, they're still like, you know, they're trying to get more. Um, and that set of ideas, you know, leads you to a different set of behaviors. I'm still going after being the most productive. I'm still, you know, trying to get and retain clients. I'm still, you know, uh, going after service upgrades. I'm, I still see the importance of all this stuff that seemed remedial. Mm -hmm in an, a different mindset mm -hmm. now becomes really important because it it's attached to a belief that I have, which is there's still room for me to grow. Right. And by the way, those things have nothing and everything to do with productivity. Mm -hmm. Right. So what's productive. And here's what I mean by that. What's productive for you or some chick on Instagram mm -hmm. or some dude on Instagram, what's productive for the, or the person next to me right. doesn't have to mean my productive. Right. Meaning, and I'm going to, I'll shout KD out just because I brought her up earlier. Mm -hmm. um, 
KD's not benchmarking herself against anybody else in our company <laughs> because she's not interested in what everybody else is doing. She's interested in being the top person at the moment. And that might change right. down the road. I, I don't know if it will. I mean, she's, you know, she's, you know, a high achiever, but, but that, you know, things change as far as what's important. Um, for me, I ran like that for a lot of years in my own company. And then one day I just realized, you know, I just want to teach people how to get here now. I, I you know, um, you know, I was working with somebody about a month or so ago and looking at this person's numbers, right. Yeah. They kind of, they kind of plateaued. Right. And in my mind, right. Cause that's where my head first went. This person's stuck, right. They're not, they're not moving because even I showed up with, you know, expectations. Yeah. Um, and then having a conversation because, you know, it was time for, you know, a review. We're sitting down looking at numbers, blah, 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 blah. And we talked about it. And it was like, you know, tell me what's going on here. Because I, I wanted to show up with not my preconceived notions of what was happening. And I was like, you know, one of the things I noticed is you haven't really grown much. Right. And, you know, she, she you know, enlightened me. And it's like, you know, you're right. You know, I've got this client base that I've built and I'm happy with it. But what I've also done is I cut back my hours over time. Right. So if I was doing 80 customers a month, I was doing 80 customers a month at 40 hours. Then I'm doing 80 customers a month at 35 hours. Now I'm doing customers, uh, 80 customers a month at 30 hours. And I was like, well, tell me about that. She's like, well, I'm getting ready. And I said, what are you getting ready for? She goes, I want to have a family. Right. So for me, I'm perfectly happy maintaining my client level because what I've also done is cut back my hours. So that when I start having children, I, I've already got it set up for myself, yeah. right? I get to keep the same income. Uh, I've got that client base that I've created. And now I've built a life for myself, a goal that, yeah, I'm interested in the numbers only because I want to maintain them. Yep. But what I've done is to cut back my hours. I'm doing the same because I, yep. I, want, I want to stay home a couple of days a week, have those children. And, and that's what's important to me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I was so proud of her because obviously she had given a lot, whole lot of thought of this, you know, yeah. her behavior was definitely, you know, surrounded by the belief that this is what she wants to do next in her life. Yeah. Um, and I, and I love that. And, you know, it, we would, if, if I'm person to person with that person, we end with that. We both walk out happy. Yeah. We're both happy. What I want to say to the person that, life has now expanded for them on the outside of work mm -hmm. and they have more things, but they still want to continue to grow on the inside of work. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, you know, there's three parts and pieces mm -hmm. and there's the, you know, there's the clientele development, right? There's the client count. Yeah. Then there's the, you know, hours that I have to work on that. And the, when I, when I book all that out, the final piece is price adjustments, right? We're not gonna, and we're not gonna go into math on that right now. But what I what I want everybody to hear clearly is, just because life hits you and we cut back on hours, doesn't mean we end. Right. Right. Doesn't doesn't mean we end. But great setup. Like you got to be self aware to realize what your goals are. And then I just believe that it's every hairdresser's right for as long or service provider, you know, if you're a massage therapist, nail tech who listens to this, you know, I mean, I know a lot of salon professionals that every one of us has the, the right um, to grow our income uh, year over year for the rest of our life. And that, and that happens in three parts. And, and the next conversation we got into on that day was price adjustments. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, we'll have a better conversation about price adjustments on another podcast because it's, you know, it's a, it's a whole, it's one and of itself. We touched on it a little bit in, in one, a few, um, probably in one of our fourth or fifth right. podcasts that we did, but I think it's a topic that we could revisit. Um, Hey, Chris, let's do this because yeah. I think one of the things that I really liked about your presentation the other day is you kind of have a tool um, that helps people, you know, kind of reflect on where they're at, what's important to them. Um, I think you would call it your four new friends. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's, because I think that that makes a great opportunity for people to kind of reflect on where they're at, what they're trying to do. Yeah. It kind of kind of reframes 
your thought process, your belief, right? Yeah. Um, of what you can or can't do. So can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I'm going to set it up quickly. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a seminar junkie. Mm -hmm. I learned from lots of people. I didn't make this up. Um, but I learned it a few years back and I used it and then forgot about it. And it's one of, you know, I think that happens with skills, right? I used to right. do this. Oh my God, I forgot about it. Um, and recently I remembered it because I was walking through, you know, I'm always doing online learning and stuff, but I was walking through trying to learn something that was becoming difficult for me to learn. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was getting down on myself. Um, and that probably sounds familiar to a lot of people. You know, I'm struggling with something. I can't seem to get past these numbers or I can't seem to get past this and I'm down on myself and you know in reflecting it to shop talk material right that's a bad set of beliefs when I start to get down on myself because it affects my actions right so I was in a place where I was not doing things that I was trying to get done because it felt harder and harder and harder um, and so the, the cool thing is, is all of us have multiple personalities. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we just don't always share those personalities with people. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you play and you can get playful for a minute, um, you'll realize that, you know, all of your personalities, um, uh, you use them in different areas of your life. So as an example, you know, I consider everybody that's a mother, a boss in their own right, because, you know, they may not be the boss where they go at work, but when they go home, they're the boss. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you're a boss, you know, if you're a mom or a dad, you know, same, same. Um, somewhere in your life, you have different roles. And sometimes we get into habits in the places that we go. So anyway, um, we were in this conversation and we were talking about beliefs and it was getting heavy. And I said, look, here's the deal. Before we go any further into the material, I want to introduce you to an activity that I've done in the past and used a lot. And I still use to this day. And that's to, I want you to think about a time when you really had to fight for something. Mm -hmm. um, and what was that like? Right. Um, I want you to think about a time where you did something really well that you're usually not good at and it just turned out magically right like <laughs> yep. oh my god i can't believe i just did that um i can remember one day specifically in my life my one of my best friends is like a great he can sort of do everything mm -hmm. and um you know he could always do backflips and things like that when we were kids and i i, I couldn't do them mm -hmm. But this one particular day, we were all having like a great time. It was in the, you know, it was in the Florida sun and we were, you know, by the water. And I like popped a backflip, like literally a standing backflip. Uh -huh. Never in my life have I been able to do it. I'd be too scared to attempt it today. But somehow it magically happened, right? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, think of a time when you had to solve a problem mm -hmm. or if you can't relate, think of what a what somebody who's really good at solving problems would do. Mm -hmm. um, and then when all else fails, think of a time where you really just were able to show or feel unconditional love for something, mm -hmm. you know, and that, and that thing. So, so these four personalities are live inside of us with all the rest of our crazy personalities. Right. Um, but I call these our four friends. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that's the warrior inside of us. That's the magician that we all have. Mm -hmm. That's the problem solver. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the lover. Mm -hmm. And so to start with the warrior, you know, we were, we were in a conversation with somebody who was feeling in a rut. And quite honestly, you could feel the fear, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and so we were problem solving some math that looked out of reach for the moment. And mm -hmm. so it was like, if this was your real goal, this is how much you would want to do in a month. And this is how many guests you would have to do to see it. And this would need to be your average ticket, right? We were doing math and the math looked difficult. And I said, stand up and everybody stood up and it was like, I want you and do this right now. If you're listening, or unless you're driving in a car and then don't do that. But if you're listening in a place where you can do this, I want you to think about a time that you've ever had to fight and think about that warrior that's inside of you. And you might even give it a name. Some people do. Uh, yep. In this particular classroom setting, we did. Um, 
and touch the part of your body where the warrior lives, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, for some people, their hand went to their heart. For others, it was their sternum, like their stomach. Other people, it's in their head. Like, I, there's, a, there's a place when you know you need to fight. Yeah. There's a, there's a visceral feeling that happens inside of the body. Mm-hmm. And like, when you touch that place, you connect to it. Mm-hmm. And so this person touched that place. It happened to be her heart. And I said, okay, now talking to the warrior mm-hmm. in you, what is it going to take for you to do this? And then she answered in her way. And I, no, 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 we're not talking to that person right now. We're talking to the warrior. And it was amazing how like, boom, mm-hmm. she completely changed, like changed before our eyes. <laughs> Everybody saw it. Right. And she was like, I would have to do this. And it was like, holy shit, that's been in there the whole time. Right. But I've been hiding it, right? Mm-hmm. It's now this sounds a little, it might even sound silly, it might sound funny, but think about the magician, right? That person like that, you know, that I was when I did that backflip, right? That right. that let, sense of lightness or ease. Mm-hmm. Well, there are times when you're behind the chair. Mm-hmm. And maybe a client shows up who wasn't on the book that day, but you, you know, and you work some magic and figure out already in a packed day, mm-hmm. you know, well, if I could do that one day, mm-hmm. you know, why can't I do that on lots of days? Yep. And it doesn't mean every day, you yep. know, I mean, I, I get it. We get tired and, you know, there's, there's a sense of it, but, you know, first of all, where does that magician live in you? You know, some people went to their head, some people went to their heart, you know, where, where does the magician live? And then in some moments, if I don't think I can do something, right, mm-hmm. what would the magician do? And I, it sounds silly, but we had that discussion. You know, right. we're looking at numbers. What would the magician do? And it's like, no, 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 not you, not you. Yep. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to expand our beliefs right. so we can change some of our behaviors. Whenever I think, you know, listening to you as we go through this, whenever I think of them that place when I've been a magician, right? Yeah. When I've connected with that person, um, I always think that that's a time when I just stop caring. And I mean, it's in a, in a positive way yeah. of whether or not I'm going to look stupid or whether or not there's going to be any judgment, right? Anytime that I pulled off one of those mag- magical acts, yeah, I can think of them in my head as, as we're speaking. And it was at a time when it was like, you know, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Right. I, th- and for that moment, and, and to tell you the truth, I wish I knew how I got there at that yeah. particular moment. Cause yeah. every once in a while I want to tap into that again. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, I'm just going to do it. In fact, there wasn't even a thought that, Hey, I'm just going to do it. It was almost like more of a response than it was a thought. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to do it. And then you do it and you're like, holy crap. <laughs> if it was that easy, I would have done that a long time ago. Yeah. Well, and here's the interesting thing about it. And I, you know, I know you super well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, you know, the, the, what you just said is really, really, really profound because mm-hmm. you said, you know, I wish I knew how I did it. And the, and the whole point of this conversation is, mm-hmm. and then you said, you know, cause I, I, now I'm paraphrasing, you know, right. cause I thought I would do it again. But the, the idea is, is what we're trying to do here is come away from our thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. That magician lives right. in you somewhere. Now you might call it something different, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. words may or may not. Right. But it wasn't, it's about coming out of our thoughts because it's our thoughts that actually hold us right. accountable to what we already think is possible. Mm-hmm. And what, what these types of activities, and there's lots of different ways to play with this, mm-hmm. these types of activities allow us to come away from what we believe because here's the reality, and we all know this. Mm-hmm. You are either taught everything you know mm-hmm. or you experienced everything you know. Right. So the only thing that you know and I know are the things that I was taught and experienced. And by the way, I was taught this, right? And I believe it, so I can play with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but through experience, and then through experience of playing with it, I go, oh, that works. Um, problem solver, you know, mm-hmm. like I know you well enough that this is 
maybe maybe one of your like natural places. If yeah, if I were to ask you, that's where I live. Yeah, and yeah. so where does your problem solver live? Oh, right here in my head, in my yeah. brain. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, for somebody who naturally isn't a problem solver, I'd say touch the place where your problem solver lives. And by the way, if it lives next door to that person that tells you you can't do stuff, mm -hmm. don't confuse them for the same person. Right. Right? Because yeah. it, it, they, you can be next door neighbors in a duplex, mm -hmm. right? But still live in separate houses. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with, uh, we were taking one of the girls through this and she was rationalizing mm -hmm. and excuse, I, no, no, no. We're not talking to that person right now. We're talking to the problem solver. What would the problem solver do if they wanted to figure out how to get to $11,200 in a month mm -hmm. on 30 hours a week or 20 hours a week or, mm -hmm. you know, with only taking six clients a day. Right. And it's like, when you go into problem solving mode, you realize that, well, that's just math. Yeah. 11,000 divided by, you know, six clients a day for four days. You know, I, I don't have a calculator in front of me, so, sure. but, you know, comes down to this is how many guests I would need to see. Oh, wow. Well, what if we raised our average ticket? So right. the problem solver figures it out, mm -hmm. you know, in a logical way. And then when all else fails, you know, so, you know, those are the three and I don't, I don't want to make this too long winded. When all else fails, fails, there's the lover. Mm -hmm. And the thing about the lover, like, you know, touch the place in your body. I'll ask you to do this where the lover lives. Yeah, they live in your heart or for me. Right? right, it lives in your heart. And some, you know, some people it lives in different, it's, you know, it's wild because we're all unique and individual, but love can only tell, real, real love can only tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, so like when you're telling yourself a story, like I can't do this, mm -hmm. you know, and there, look, there are things we can't do. I, I, I won't be able to become an NFL quarterback, you know, but now here's the thing. My uninvited house guest in my head could tell me because of that, I'm a piece of crap. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But love would tell the truth. Mm -hmm. The truth is no, I'm perfectly created, mm -hmm. you know, by whatever you call that higher being God, you know, whatever, like I'm perfectly created mm -hmm. and that's it. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, you know, love is always going to tell you the truth in a moment. So here's the deal. I'm a bad hairdresser. Mm -hmm. Is that true? No, you just made a mistake. Do right. all people make mistakes? Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. What would love tell you? Well, maybe, but it doesn't mean you're, you know, uh, anything less than anybody else. And maybe if you just try harder, you'll right. be able to get closer. Mm-hmm. So when you can play with these four, you know, friends, mm -hmm. right? Because we have plenty of enemies in our head. Mm -hmm. when, so, and they're all over the place, right? right. When, when you can, you know, when you, when you can hone your relationship with these four friends that you already own, mm -hmm. um, now you can take a new set of, you can look at your goals with a new set of glasses. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, I think these, you know, I, I want to start using these four just in my own head, right? In my own thought process, because, you know, I think for all of us, we're always trying to, if not necessarily grow, get better, right? Um, maybe I don't want to do more clients. Maybe I don't want to have more business, but I want to do better with the business I have, right? And this reflects way beyond just being a hairdresser. This has got to do with my personal life, you know? Mm -hmm. This has to do with the hobbies or activities that I find joy in. You know, this has to do with the relationships I have and the people I have those relationships with, you know, because I want to be better at those. Um, you know, I just think that there's such a wealth of opportunity in these four friends that you presented to us today and how it can reshape my beliefs um, that, I, you know, I'm excited for what happens next with them. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And it is, it's, you know, it's just about, it's about fun and it's about, um, I know you, you, we know each other well enough to know, like we, we, we both work hard, right. In our, in our own different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, but we both appreciate 
100% that outside of our work life is life is happening. Right. And that, you know, we want everybody to um, experience inside of the beauty industry and out, but, you know, experience as much of that enjoyment as you possibly can, as we do something that is serious and that is important and does, you know, affect our lives. And so, um, you know, I hope that was helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I, this John, you brought actually, I mean, I'm, you just have me thinking because I, you know, I can, I can get so work focused with stuff like this. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. You know, I could show more love somewhere or I could, you know, be a little more, uh, so it's, I don't know. Sometimes I just get too caught up in it too. So, well, um, it's funny because, you know, we, we had talked about this the other day and, um, you know, I was, in, I was driving home the other night. And for those of you who know me, my commute's an hour and a half, right? It's a long ride home. Um, so I got, you know, a lot to think about. And I was thinking about, you know, getting caught up in what I do every day, right? I get caught up in the doing, right? And I think a lot of us are there, right? Every day we're thinking about what we got to do, how we got to do it, you know, when it's got to be done by. And, you know, for a moment there, I kind of rethought, you know, I was thinking, I was like, you know, I'm so caught up in the doing, I'm, I forgot to ask people what I can do for them, right? How can I help you? You know, what do you need? How can I make things better for you? Because in the end, for the company that I get to work with, that's my job, right? My job isn't, you know, talking to people about this or working with managers in regards to that or making sure that procedures and protocols are getting written or followed through up with. My job in the end is how do I help you be successful? That's, that's why I'm here. And so when I came into work the next day, you know, the first thing I did is I got to touch, touch base with a couple of people and he's like, you know, I had to own it. It's like, look, I've been kind of stuck in the doing right now. Um, and I'm going to step back. What is it that I can do to help you? How do I help you move forward? What is it that you need from me? Or what is it that I can do for you to help you be more successful? And it was really interesting to watch people stop for a second and think about it. Right. Mm -hmm. What, what could you do? You know mm -hmm. what? That, that's it. Can I think on that? Mm -hmm. like, absolutely. You can, you know, mm -hmm. I'll touch base with you next week, but sometimes it's looking at these, you know, these four friends that you've introduced us today that kind of makes you stop for a minute and think about, um, sometimes we get sidetracked, right? We're like a train going down the tracks and we took this side, you know, track and we didn't even know we did it. Mm -hmm. Because right? we're so busy moving at 100 miles an hour, we're not necessarily paying attention to where we're going, just how fast we're going. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was a nice little gift that um, you know I got from this. So thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. So well, we hope that you um, enjoyed listening to our conversation today and some of the points that we made. Um, and if you did, John, I know there's something that we'd like to ask the listener to do for us. Well, first of all, um, I, I want to say thank you because yes. a lot of you have, have, have done what exactly what we've asked for, which is to give us a whole bunch of wicked good five-star reviews. Yeah. So for all of you that have done that, and there's been a lot of you, first of all, thank you very much. Um, it helps people find us uh, on, the, on the interweb. It um, obviously shows that you like what we're doing and we appreciate that. So we're going to do more. Um, so for all of those of you who have given us a wicked good five-star review, thank you very thank you. much. For the rest of you, let's get going. We've talked about this a lot. <laughs> right? Obvious, what I want you to do is I want you to, what would the warrior in you do? Right? <laughs> where, where does that warrior live? That's and, right. uh, you know, find that, find that inner warrior and write yourself a five -star. Do it for yourself. It'll That's make you right. feel better. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. Uh, we've also got some pretty exciting news. So, you know, for salon owners and hairdressers that are interested in hanging out more with us, we've just launched a website mm -hmm. and the website is 124go.com. Um, and basically what we've been doing is in the past few months, we've been beta testing, mm -hmm. um, working with salon owners and helping them to learn the systems of, you know, that Brian Purdue developed over the years with his team, Salon 124 group, John and I've been involved with now, um, and John now is, you know, helping run operations there and I'm helping with education, but we're basically helping salon owners to up their game. Yeah. And uh, we've got an event coming up in October 
Uh, we'll be sharing more about that as we move, but it'll be a, it's our four-day intensive where you as a salon owner could come down uh, to Atlanta and spend four days with us uh, where we'll be unloading uh, much of the operations, you know, all the operations and the systems and the strategies just to help you grow your team. And so uh, stay tuned for more. You'll be hearing more about that. Yep. Um, and again, you know, real easy way to stay connected with us. John is on Instagram. How do they find us there? Uh, we're on Instagram. We're at one, two, four dot go. So awesome. check us out there. Yeah. We yep. also got um, our Facebook page. Yeah. So, which is one, two, four go. Correct. And our YouTube page, which is one, two, four go. Salon education. Yep. Right. And um, so anyway, Thanks again, everybody, for listening. We just gave you plenty of ways to stay connected with us. Right. <laughs> Sorry for the barrage. <laughs> but we really enjoyed this. We really appreciate you. And um, we will see you on the next one. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. Talk about